0: Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. We're back. It's a new week. It's a new time. We're here talking about some Mets player development news. And John, it's, you know, the season's winding down. We've only got three games to talk about tonight.
1: And Vito, before we get into those three games, I have two funny stories for you. And they both involve your last name. Okay. So this morning, a listener mentioned to me that Vito has said his name differently alternating like each of the last four episodes. I went back. Correct. Then someone else, I'm not going to mention who says, Hey, your partner in crime, what's his last name for a pronunciation for a read, a little promo read. And I said, it changes every day. And I was looked at like I'm crazy, but it's true. Cause if you listen on any given day, you might hear something different. And it actually came into a practical uh, example when someone literally said to me, how do you pronounce Vito's last name? And I was like, I don't know, Khaleesi or Khalees, like he does both. And that person didn't think that made much sense, but it doesn't make much sense. So pick one, Vito. Here's the thing, dude. It's
0: Khaleesi. I just mess up sometimes.
1: That's the worst possible thing you could say. You mess up saying your own name.
0: I guess I do, because when I was editing the Jeremiah Jackson interview that went out yesterday, and you could go listen to it on the Mets YouTube page or right here on this stream, um, I, I realized I said Khaleesi, and I was like, oh, no, I did it again. But it's because for years I downplayed the Khaleesi of it. Why? Like It Why is Khaleesi, but your for years I didn't go by Khaleesi. I know because it's just, I didn't go by Khaleesi for a long time. I just like, because like people read it and they say Khaleesi. So I just was like, it's easier to let people say Khaleesi, but it's actually Khaleesi. And then when I went to Italy, when I went to the island of Ischia, where my people Uh are from,
1: they all said it's Khaleesi. And then what happened? And then you just were like, okay, I'll be at 50% Khaleesi. Can I say that? That was
0: that was that was good pr- pronunciation. That was better than your Marseille pronunciation, which I got some comments from people. Name one the person that has a problem with my Marseille, Marseille
1: pronunciation. In. Name one person. Janie Murray. Whatever. I knew. I knew that was the answer. <laughs> but it is Khaleesi. All right. Well, I'll be better.
0: I also want to point out: Was this the same listener that makes fun of me for um, appreciating a specific player? Yes.
1: I also want to point out Vito was at the U.S. Open tonight. Vito saved you all from a, a barren solo act. Cause the plan was for me to just be doing this by myself right now. But I guess someone retired mid-match and whatever. Early, early on in the US Open, shenanigans happen. Good thing I got out of City Fields when I did, because the park the traffic would have been a disaster. I'm expecting that match to go to midnight at least. Doesn't. Vito comes home. When Vito came back from Marseille. And Vito already had an eclectic, and that's a nice term, way too many hats. Guy has one head, as far as I know. Comes back with at least two hats that I've seen so far. There's probably a third I don't know about. Is there a third hat you got? You got There's okay, not. Just two hats. There's not. I got the Marseille hat, and I got the okay. PSG hat. And he's going to Italy soon for his bachelor party, and I'm sure there will be hats purchased on that. Guarantee there will be hats. Probably. Anyway, probably. we get on camera we say good evening to each other up what do you know a u.s open hat it's just and you know i feel bad because like i said it and his fiance heard and she's like yeah Vito, yeah and i'm like kind of egging her on but at the same time i feel like i need to help intervene because that's what friends do they intervene when when problems are spiraling out of control I, I do have a
0: problem with buying hats. It was brought up the second I came home. Shopping addiction was brought up, but I would call it more of a hat problem. i just really like hats, and I really wasn't going to buy a hat when I got there. But dude, it was so humid and so hot, and I was. Sweating I can't like listen. A pig. I can't
1: listen to this. The hat is not. It going catches to pull the sweat. It stops you There's from no sweating. There's no sun to shade your face from.
0: No, it's not about shading the face for me, dude. It's about catching the sweat and stopping it from dripping into and my a eyes. Towel. I'm sure they sell towels. It's cheaper than a hat. I'm not going to sit Why there with no? a towel. That's I'm. Mean, you know how awful I look sickly. No, you don't you look like you're getting ready to take the court. Hey, by the way, did you, did you see, did you not see that homeboy got hurt? He sprained his ankle in like the first 30 seconds in the match. He tried to play a few rounds. It went to the second. I don't, I don't know how tennis works, man. I really don't even understand. I was asking people oh, around
1: you're me. You're
0: one of those guys. But, and apparently Carlos Alcaraz, I'm I was calling world. him Alcatraz the whole time. Apparently, He's really good and I saw him play. He's number 1 in the world. I also turned to my buddy before the game and I said, "Does anybody ever get hurt at these things?" Oh wow,
1: you jinxed it.
0: I did. I did jinx it. But I feel like we're going to get we're going
1: to get yelled at by the authority figures if we don't start
0: talking about minor league baseball soon.
1: That's fine. Well, there's a lot to talk about on a big night for a number of players including two players in particular with the Syracuse Mets and that's Ronnie Mauricio and Carlos Cortez. Those two went off for the Syracuse Mets on Wednesday. And We'll start with Carlos Cortez. Excuse me, it's Tuesday. That's a, that's a faux pas, but we continue on. Carlos Cortez. Faux pas. faux pas. He went deep, not once, but twice on Tuesday night. That included a 424-foot blast. Both clocked at 106 off the bat. So big boy exit velocity for Carlos Cortez, who has been just incredible this now going over a month his last 31 games cortez a 471 on base percentage a 651 slugging percentage and we always love it here on the future of flushing when a player has more walks than strikeouts in a given span cortez has done just that 28 walks 26 strikeouts so he's been fantastic as he has another huge night on tuesday and ronnie mauricio we've talked about it a lot recently he's just having good nights left and right he goes three for five a home run That's number 23 for Ronnie on the year. Four dingers in his last nine games. And in his last 15 games, a 423 on base, 710 slug. So he's getting on base by walks, putting the ball in play, hitting the crap out of the ball. He's homering left and right. Ronnie Mauricio can do no wrong at this given time. And to round out this game, Daniel Polka, not to be confused with Polka, like the music that was
0: playing in the background of all of our interviews over at Somerset with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, who signed a minor league deal with the Mets recently, went three for five with two doubles. He spent 2022 with Syracuse and hit 26 home runs. But, John, I'm very excited to talk about the Rumble Ponies game. You know why?
1: Tell me why, Vito.
0: Because it was a Blade-Tidwell game, so you know, as I was sitting there trying to understand the rules of tennis, I had my phone out, and I was watching on the MLB TV app, watching a Blade-Tidwell start like you got to do. Blade went five and a third innings pitched, only gave up two hits, three walks, six strikeouts, and zero runs. The big
1: one's the last one. No runs for Blade, who now over his last two starts with the Ponies is not allowed a run in ten and a third innings of work. He's allowed you six hits, a lot of soft contact. 12 strikeouts to three walks and a very meaty 36.1 whiff rate so he's been missing a lot of bats when guys are making contact they're not squaring blades pitches up and binghamton's won three of the last four starts that blades made obviously important when a guy takes the mound you want to see wins it's wednesday not wednesday because it's not wednesday it's tuesday but it's wednesday when blade takes the mound another big win for the rumble ponies but there were a lot of big performances on the offensive side of the ball as well okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can
0: spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The big offensive performances from Luis Angel Acuna, who went two for four in his last nine games. He's got an OBP of 465. Drew Gilbert had a hit and two walks. In his last 20 games, he's slashing 361, 424, and 597. And he's hit safely in 13 of his last 14. And, John, got to talk about that Jeremiah Jackson bump that's
1: still going. Yeah, Jeremiah Jackson scored the lone run for the Rumble Ponies in this one. He got on base by drawing a walk. And Jackson's on-base percentage is now greater than or more than 100 points higher than his batting average. So, this is not a batting average podcast. We care not for your batting average. At least, it's not the first place we're looking. We like guys that find a way to get on base. Jackson has done just that. His walk rate about five points higher than it was with Rocket City as a member of the Rumble Ponies. He utilized those skills to get on base today. Wound up scoring a run, so you'll love to see that. And a big note that we probably should have mentioned at the top here: the big news really from Tuesday before the games began was Kevin Parada. The announcement was made that Kevin Parada was promoted from high from a low, excuse me from high A, the Cyclones to double A the Rumble Ponies. So Parada gets the promotion, the bump up to double-A, of course, taken 11th overall by the Mets in 2022. They had a great year, although marred by an injury, an ankle injury that kind of cost him some time towards the end of his time with Brooklyn. But now he's part of this Rumble Ponies playoff push. And Vito, this team is absolutely loaded. Another guy who recently got the promotion from Brooklyn to Binghamton is Rylan Thomas, who really has been one of the more overlooked prospects in the system this season, Thomas, an outfielder taken by the Mets out of the University of Southern California in, in uh, 2022, two drafts ago. He, with the Cyclones, had a 432 on-base percentage. We talked about him a lot, the things he did at the bottom of that Rumble Ponies lineup. And he has been really good in, in a couple games since joining the uh, Rumble Ponies. He's reached safely in four of his first eight plate appearances, plays solid defense, gets on base. Another really tough out and really makes this Rumble Ponies lineup that much longer. So Parada and Rylan Thomas join all the other talent that you mentioned on this Rumble Ponies team. They earn in a one nothing win against Harrisburg on Tuesday. And they now have a two-game lead over Portland for second place in the Eastern League Northeast Division. Somerset still in first place. The Rumble Ponies trailed them by three games. But if Somerset takes first place, the second-place team gets the playoff spot right now. Binghamton two games clear of Portland for that would be playoff spot.
0: And we are here to guide you through that pony playoff push that we've been just following nonstop and just very excited to watch, but it's time to talk about the Brooklyn Cyclones who lost six, one to the Greenville drive, but it's another night. It's another time when jet Williams walks. He walked twice on the night. One of those being the only run the Cyclones would score and John I knew it was a Jet Williams. I knew the Brooklyn Cyclones were playing because they're obviously on the schedule. But another reason was because I'm on the subway home from the ankle game over at the U.S. Open. And what do I see? A push notey right on my phone that Jet Williams has walked.
1: That's what Jet Williams does, Vito. Jet Williams gets on base. He does it two more times in this one. So now on the season since the promotion to Brooklyn Jet sporting a cool 469 on-base percentage after the 422 on-base percentage nice. that he posted with the St. Lucie Mets. So he just continues to, that's his calling card. I mean, that's all he does is get on-base. Jordani Ventura started this game for the Cyclones. He allowed three, unrearn, uh, he allowed three earned runs, easy for me to say, a couple unearned runs. And Saul Garcia, he was also promoted from low A St. Lucie to high A Brooklyn. He made his debut for the Cyclones. He allowed one run over three innings in relief. So good to see Garcia with a new challenge ahead of him as the Brooklyn Cyclones are also in the teeth of a playoff race
0: in the teeth. Like, like, would you say this is like a Pinocchio situation when it's like he's in the whale? Do you remember Pinocchio?
1: I, um, I do remember Pinocchio. I don't really remember the whale as much. I know that that was a SpongeBob bit, right? It's
0: like half the movie. I feel like he goes into the the whale. He's like in the whale. the whale eats him. The whale eats him.
1: I mean, I remember. I remember Honestly, his nose I'm growing. I'm a
0: fraud. I'm acting like I know
1: Pinocchio. I remember. His, I remember you know, his nose growing. The, I can't really speak thing. to all the details you're hitting me with. Anyway, as it stands after Tuesday night, the Cyclones in the teeth of that playoff race, they have a one-game lead over Jersey Shore. They will be taking on the Greenville Drive all week. So that is the action that actually unfolded on Tuesday night. The St. Lucie Mets, well, they were not in action, and that's because of the hurricane that is threatening the west coast of Florida. So first, obviously, our thoughts are with everyone that are in that hurricane's path. We hope everyone is able to get through that hurricane. Minimal damage and uh, you know, quick recovery. But interesting situation for the St. Lucie Mets, who were scheduled to go to Tampa. They were in Dunedin last week. So they bust from Dunedin to Tampa. They were told we're not going to play the first two games of the series. So Tuesday's game postponed. Wednesday's game postponed. They will not be made up. Tampa and St. Lucie are currently scheduled to begin that series on Thursday. They will play four games instead of six. But there was a Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay and the St. Lucie Mets. They were scheduled to have a team bonding outing. And guess what, Vito? They made sure that they were still going to get their team bonding at Busch Gardens in. And they did just that. So I love to hear that. And I wonder, I wonder what the breakdown of uh, the team is. And maybe we can, uh, we can ask around because Vito and I, I think it's fair to say this now, Vito, we will actually be heading down to Port St. Lucie. We'll be traveling down with our boy, moseying, we'll moseying. On how could I forget? We we'll moseying on down to Port St. Louis. Thank you. Very, very astute point there with our boy, Ryan. And we will be, uh, we'll be hanging out with the fellas, talking to some guys. And of course, bringing all you great listeners out there, a lot of great content. So we're excited for that. But I wonder who likes roller coasters and who doesn't, because I feel like if you go to the theme park and you're not a roller coaster fan, like what's there to do? You know, I guess if it's a six flags, great adventure, they do have a, some form of a boardwalk it's not a real boardwalk but they have an area for carnival type games like the looney tune land there are things geared to kids i feel like bush gardens not as much i don't know i just whenever i'm i'm at uh, an amusement park with a person who's like i don't like roller coasters i'm afraid i'll wait for you at the end it's like well i'm gonna go stand on that line for 20 30 minutes then i'm gonna ride the ride for five you know like we're talking probably a 45 minute commitment where you're doing what just people watching and just waiting for me to you know, getting through with this whole process, which is not a short one, just pounded funnel cake. That's not good just either, though.
0: Straight to the That's face, not good either. Yeah, no, John, is Bush Gardens the one that has animals?
1: I believe there is a. Uh, I think so. I think they do like the whale show. I've been to the Bush Garden. I think so too. I know SeaWorld's the big whale, but I
0: think Bush with, Bush Gardens. And also, does Bush Gardens lean into the beer thing at all, or no?
1: I don't think it's owned by the same. Is it owned by the same? It is. It's Anheuser-Busch. I mean it's spelled the same. No, like it it
0: factually is Anheuser-Busch. It's that's who owns Busch Gardens.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's see. They have a zoo. I've been to the one in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, oh, there's a Labor Day flash sale. Tickets as low as 66 bucks. So, that's a deal. They do have a Halloween thing, but I guess that
0: It's owned by Steve They World. do. I'm on
1: the site. It was They f- have a beer fest. They have a beer fest all well not all summer that ran from july 21st to september 4th so yep there's definitely beer at the park so i I guess that's good right
0: what are we talking about though half these guys can't even go to beer fest i know
1: i guess i'm just talking about the general you know the general population
0: what's your amusement park hack?
1: my amusement park hack i don't know i mean like at disney what are you doing you know you're paying you're paying top dollar for the for the express pass right like what else are you doing Alright, I'll give you one. Okay. Single rider. What does that mean? Like, oh, because people want to be together, so you're just like you can kind of... Yeah, but yeah, but but what if but what if you're not by yourself? That only works if you're
0: by yourself. No, you know what you do? You tell your your buddy, I'm gonna go say single rider, just go say single rider right behind me. And like you'll end up near each other.
1: All right. I mean, yeah, single rider, I guess that's one. Or you know what it is? So when I was in middle school, King of the Cow opened up. The big, you know, I don't even know how tall it is. 400. Yeah, I know feet. what King to is. For the listener who might not. 400 plus feet. Jackson, New Jersey. Six Flags Great Adventure. Central Jersey. It's a thing. It's actually now legally a thing. So, ha. Anyway. The key for that, because it was like an eight-hour line when it first opened up. And I was in like eighth grade when it first opened up. So, this is a long time ago now. But, what you did was... You have to be there like first thing in the morning. So if there's a ride that like you're really trying to ride, you can't be moseying on over to the theme park at like you know 2 p.m. peak hours. You gotta be there when that park opens. And they that has a name. What early bird?
0: It's called rope dropping. Rope dropping. It's called rope dropping. Yeah, so Disney people call it.
1: Okay, that's that makes sense. That they drop the ropes and they let people run in, right? I'm sure there's a line for that at Disney because that's like, you know, people travel from all over the place to get there. Like, you can't go to Disney and show up like 2 p.m. and expect to have a good day, right?
0: Unless you have... Well, some people have like the Park Hopper Pass, so like they'll do one park in the morning and then hit the second park on the other thing, but those people have like special passes and stuff. You could ask... Josh Rosenman has tips and Tricks for Disney.
1: I'll have to ask him about that. I'm looking right now at uh, Tampa Bay's Busch Gardens, and there's... It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven really solid roller coasters. I'm a big coaster guy. I am. I I haven't been in so long. My wife is not at all. So like, you know, when we were dating, she would never go to Six Flags with me because it would just, you know, it's not fun. Like, what am I going to do? Go on the ride without her? No. So I need need an amusement park, buddy. It's what I need. I've lost my amusement park. Here's the thing, Vito. If you and I go to an amusement park. Especially one you've never been to. I'm gonna, you're gonna be like, all right, John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check out the gift shop over here, and then I'm gonna lose you for the whole day. No, I'm not. At least an hour. No, I'm not. At least not. an hour.
0: <laughs> like in the, I'll do it at the end. I'll do it on the way out. Exit through the gift shop. Is it true Six Flags is a family business for you?
1: That is not true. That is uh, the rumors. Are...
0: Somebody at work told me that your uncle uh, is the Six Flags guy.
1: Well, another successful night, and that's part of development baseball. <laughs> See you in the future. Enjoy the music.